This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. Agriculture is Saskatchewan, and 620 CKRM is your source for everything ag. Welcome to our newly expanded Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Here's your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. It's brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op, offering fuel, food, and drinks on Highway 13. Arcola Co-op, you're at home here. Today we talk with Regina Exhibition Association President Tim Reed about last week's successful Canada Farm Show virtual event. He says the platform received over 68,000 views during its two-day show. There will be even more now that it's available on demand on the website. Regina-based Protein Industries Canada reaches a deal with two Ontario companies to turn Saskatchewan crops into a plant-based seafood style of food for vegetarians and the alternative food market. Real Agriculture talks with APAS President Todd Lewis about farm policy. There's more comment from Canada's food professor on the hacking of JBS meat plants. And a Prince Albert steer sale helps raise $150,000 to fight cancer. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. Organizers are calling this past week's Canada's Farm Show virtual event a huge success. Regina Exhibition Association President Tim Reed says the virtual platform received over 68,000 views during the two-day show. He says it engaged viewers from over 50 countries, including India, Uganda, and the United States. Yeah, it was excellent. I mean, we went into it with a lot of uncertainty around how it would be picked up and how it would be recognized. But, you know, each day of the show had about 35,000 people tune in. So almost 70,000 people from, you know, not only North America, but global audience tuned in. And so I know that from our exhibitors, we heard lots of feedback saying we had many contacts and many business opportunities. So it's certainly not what you would traditionally see at a live farm show. But given the challenges that we were facing with COVID-19, to have 70,000 people engaged with Canada's Farm Show was exceptional. And how many countries? Name a few for me. Well, I mean, we had all of the traditional ones that you'd expect. So lots from Canada, lots from the United States, lots from South America. But we also saw a massive uptake from Asian communities as well as India. And so really it was a representative audience with people tuning in from all over the globe and it's the feedback was very positive. We had a couple kind of peak uh, attendance volumes where there was more than 8,000 people at a time that tuned in. That was relative to the president's panel. And obviously, former Prime Minister Harper was an exceptional draw for the event. So what other popular events? Uh, what, what else was very popular? Well, you know, truthfully, I think the uh, most profile keynotes and uh, conversations that we had were at the top of that list. So Prime Minister Harper was at the, former Prime Minister Harper was at the top of that list. Former Premier Brad Wall was always highly recognized. But that, I would also say, a number of the moderated forums had very, very strong success. 
innovation awards had strong attendance in a virtual environment. So at, at a peak, we would have eight or 9,000 people in attendance at one time watching a speaker or a delegate. And obviously that drove some of the success that we saw in online participation. And you had five innovation winners. Can you outline those for me? So obviously class was recognized for the new equipment innovation. South Country Equipment for their new technology innovation. Full Floor Hopper Bin Aeration System was our candidate for the new equipment innovation. And RC Farm Arm for new technology innovation. And Retracting Transfer Auger for Air Seeder was under the new equipment technology as well. So those were our highlights. And it was some interesting new cutting-edge equipment. Tell me, I understand the show now is now available on demand? It is. And so the great opportunity around a virtual environment is the content is all now stored in the digital space. So anybody that wants to go to our website can access any of the material that was shared. So if you didn't have the opportunity to tune in on the 16th and the 17th, you have the opportunity to go download the content or view it online. And so go to Canis Farm Show and we'd be delighted to share it with you. So watch it on your own time and when availability is there. So certainly available, it's free, go check it out. And there's some great conversations that really highlight the importance of you know, innovation and education and collaboration. Tim, what's in the hopper for next year? Our goal for next year, obviously, to get everybody back on campus. And so just as we have for 42 years before this one, uh, we are going to activate the Everest Place campus, and we're going to bring it to life with our traditional farm show. But I will say, I don't think we will tune out or turn away from a virtual platform. I think what this year's virtual opportunity has shared with us is that launch pad stage that we had been preparing for in the past will remain an active component of farm show. And we know that there's 70,000 people out there that want to engage with this show. So if you can't attend in person, we want to do our very best to make sure that the globe can connect virtually at the same time as we host a great in-person farm show. The two-day virtual event was live Wednesday and Thursday, now available on demand at canadasfarmshow.com. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch Eavestroffs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavestroffs.ca and Co-op Hail Insurance. They've been there for farmers for over 75 years, and they'll be there for you. Regina-based Protein Industries Canada has reached a deal with two Ontario companies to spend $1.9 million to develop a plant-based seafood line of foods. A director with Protein Industries Canada, Megan Gervais, says the agreement will expand the use of Saskatchewan-grown crops. So we have invested with New School Foods and Liven Proteins to develop um, a first whole-muscle plant-based fish fillet. So uh, it'll be a, a fish fillet that emulates the same texture, taste, and cooking experience of fish, but it will be a fully plant-based product. How does Saskatchewan farmers benefit? So the ingredients going into the fish fillet, I guess, are are where the tie to Saskatchewan is and and the prairies. So the ingredients going into the fillet will include Canadian-grown crops. So peas, canola, fava protein um, will be sort of the structure of the fish fillet. And then um, another aspect is that the starch from pulse processing is anticipated to be an ingredient into the process as well. Why do this? Why do this? You know... Plant-based seafood is a relatively white space in in the alternative plant-based protein sort of market. And so this is one of the first projects that we've come through, you know, focusing on creating the whole muscle experience for seafood 
out of plant-based proteins. And so it's, it's an alternative to, you know, the taste and texture of salmon that people like without actually consuming salmon, um, wild, wild grown salmon. So this is for then people that are really vegetarian who, or who want an alternative to fish? Yeah. So it, it would be a sustainable meat alternative. So, um, certainly people who are vegan or vegetarian would be interested in the product, but you know, also it would, it would work for the flexitarian market where if you're someone who enjoys seafood, one week you might have salmon caught in the ocean and the next week you might have salmon made out of peas and canola. So when do you hope to see this come to the market? So this project is, it's really a research and development project. So it's fairly early stage. And our project that we funded today will run out for approximately a year to get them sort of that initial R&D work done. So the longer term commercialization plan will likely take, you know, a while to get to market. But this is really the the initial push to get the R&D done to create that first product. So this is with New School Foods and Live and Proteins, you said. Where are they based and what is the investment total? Sure. So they're both startup companies, very small companies based in Toronto. The total investment in the project is $1.9 million. And uh, Protein Industries Canada has done half of that investment. And then the other half will come via the project partners. This is another way of expanding protein that's grown on the prairies into new meat or fish type products. First time into fish, is it? This is the first seafood project that we have funded. Yeah, and it, you know, it's an opportunity to use both the protein fractions of the crops that we're growing and then also the starch fraction. So a couple of different methods to get our, you know, Western Canadian crops into this product and it, it will be our first seafood investment. That's correct. Have you seen any prototypes? Does it look like seafood? Does it taste <laughs> like seafood? You know, it's early days, but um, I anticipate that in not too long, we'll be able to start seeing some of the, the outputs from the research that they're doing. Megan Gervais is a director with Regina-based Protein Industries Canada. This segment has also been brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update brought to you by the Canola School. Get canola agronomic information when you need it on your smartphone, tablet, or laptop. Our library of timely agronomic information is free and available at canolaschool.com. I am Lindsay Smith, and joining me now is the president of APAS, Todd Lewis. Todd, how are you today? Very well, thank you. All right. Okay, so last week I spoke with Mary Robinson of CFA, and, you know, in, in the context of the Ag Policy Framework and the consultations around that, and, and she brought up a, a really important point, I think, and I wanted to follow this up with you, that, you know, agriculture as, a, as an industry, as a whole, is, is really being asked to do a lot, and there's, a, there's you know, Demands coming from a lot of different departments, and they all sort of rest on agriculture. But as we look at the agri- agriculture policy framework, that envelope of money, at this point anyway, doesn't look to be any bigger. And so we're 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 having to do, you know, sort of meet all these demands, but not necessarily have the support to go with it. What what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think you know overall we we see agriculture. Uh, expanding uh, the the economic footprint of ag- agriculture. Uh, we're setting new records every year, especially in Western Canada here, as far as uh, actual production and value of those of that production. I'm sure with the increased uh, commodity prices we're we're seeing this year, and if we 
have anywhere near a, an average crop. We're going to have a record revenue from, from agriculture. So it's just a, an example of uh, where we see an industry that, uh, that has uh, more and more economic impact. And of course, with the uh, extra, extra economic, uh, there's more economic risk as well. And uh, we just haven't seen the money being put into these, this programming that uh, recognizes that uh, with increased revenue, there's also increased risk. And, and uh, if we ever, unfortunately, get into a real uh, wreck, be it uh, something from, as a drought or a frost or uh, trade issues, uh, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be pretty hard for uh, our programming as it is, sits right now to uh, have enough money in it to uh, really help help uh, producers out in a, in a re- if we end up with a real uh, economic downturn in the industry. Right. And, and I mean, I suppose that is one of the conversations is, you know, realistically, if we're, if we're to have business risk management programs, um, for them to be used, they need to be useful. So, so you're in Saskatchewan, you represent Saskatchewan farmers. What are some of the key, um, sort of pinch points or wedge items that, that, you know, farmers in Saskatchewan really are, are worried about? Well, I think we, you know, saw the recent discussion around agri-stability. Uh, that program was truly gutted in 2008. We've seen some, some with the uh, reference margin removal. That is an improvement, but uh, overall, there's still lots of problems with the program. It's far from perfect. Uh, you know, uh, allowable expenses, uh, uh, issues like that. That uh, you know, just farmers have, have always been concerned about that, and uh, and certainly uh, the program doesn't recognize. Uh, a lot of issues that farmers have talked about for years. So I think that's one example, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a major pillar of the, of our ag risk uh, programming. And really it's uh, it's a program that uh, farmers will go to with their feet. I believe in Saskatchewan, we're, we're under 40% participation. So, you know, really, you know, farmers are asking what, what, how good is a agri, agri, agricultural risk program if only 40% producers see any value in it? So, I think that's just just an example on that on that uh, one particular program that uh, farmers are, have been really disappointed with it and really abandoned in a lot of ways. Right, and and that certainly came up, you know, over the past while in talking about business risk management programs of saying, well, you know, there's money there that the feds have put up for that programming, but the programming isn't being used. So you know, now you're asking for more. But but the the flip side to that is exactly as you've related. If the program isn't doesn't really work doesn't really offer you know ample coverage or is too difficult to use or or will never really ever cover what it needs to then why would you use it right yeah that's exactly it and and as i say farmers have voted with their feet and they're out of the program and uh crop insurance in western canada is is a program that uh, a lot of producers use and and uh in saskatchewan here there's lots of uh participation in in crop insurance so I think that's an example of a program that uh, farmers have supported and will continue to support and of course it's got to be more modernized as well and and uh, so we're looking forward to this you know the discussion over uh, the cap programming uh, you know hopefully we're going to see that envelope of money increase as well uh. this has been your real agriculture update you can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com it's your agro weather forecast on the source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. 
Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And the Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, wind northwest 20, gusting to 40, the high 22, the low 8 degrees. Tomorrow, mainly sunny, wind southwest 20, the high 30, the low 15 Tuesday. Wednesday, sunny, the high 28, the low 14. Thursday, sunny, the high 23, the low 14. Friday, sunny, the high 26, the low 16. Saturday, sunny, the high 30, the low 17. Sunday, sunny, the high 31. Normal high is 24, the normal low is 10 degrees. The sun rose at 447 this morning, it sets at 914 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot up north, 22 at Jimmy Lake. The cold spot, up north as well, Collins Bay at 11 degrees. Estevan is 17, Saskatoon 20, Swift Current 19, Weyburn and Yorkton 16. Regina, partly cloudy in 17, that's 63 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest, 22, gusting to 32. Humidity is 39%, the barometer dropping 101.8. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 18 degrees, winds are from the west-northwest at 21. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 17, that's 63 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougalAuctions.com And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. Canada's food professor says the industry needs to take more serious action to defend against cyber attacks. Dr. Sylvain Charlebois has more comments about the attack on meat processing giant JBS. He says the attack emphasizes just how vulnerable our food supply system is to these kinds of attacks. JBS was forced to shut down several of its plants around the world, including the one in Brooks, Alberta, for at least a day after the cyber attack infected its company computer system. The company later revealed it paid the equivalent of $11 million in Bitcoin to the Russia-based hackers who were responsible. Charlebois believes the hackers knew exactly what they were doing. If you go after GBS, I think you've understood one thing. Food security can, uh, can easily be compromised. Uh, you go after processing. Uh, that's, that's the weakest link. Uh, so whoever actually decided to do this, uh, uh, they, they knew what they were doing. And on top of that, they were successful at it. They got $11 million. And so uh, the fact that a ransom was indeed paid, it's probably going to invite more hackers to do the same thing. So I'm, I'm quite concerned about what happened uh, uh, at GBS and uh, at the facility in Alberta. I think it's important to, to t- talk about this uh, as an industry. Coming out of the pandemic, I think it's important to, to start looking at uh, some, some serious issues related to supply chain management and that's certainly one of them and the other thing really dean is that the entire sector is becoming more data driven 
And as soon as you do that, then of course you require more IT, uh, more, you'll be using more AI and, and things like that. And so as soon as you do that, you become even more vulnerable if you don't think about protecting yourself or your operations. Do you see other companies, and you mentioned quite a few of them, like Loblaws, uh, Sobeys, Ollie Mill, McCain's. Do you think yeah. uh, right now a lot of those companies are, are sitting down in some some boardrooms and saying, we got to get a handle on this before it gets out of control? Absolutely. Uh, I think they've, they've done it before, I suspect, uh, so this is not new. But I think that the GPS incident really... Uh, you know, uh, hits close to home to a lot of people. Now, GBS doesn't really carry well-known brands for consumers, but everyone knows in the food industry how significant GBS is. And so I suspect a lot of <laughs> boardrooms out there or executives are, are revisiting their cybersecurity strategy as we speak. That's Dr. Sylvain Charlebois at Dalhousie University. He's known as Canada's food professor. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And SMHI. Farmers, get your hail insurance coverage with Municipal Hail at an RM office or direct online. Farmers Insuring Farmers, MunicipalHail.ca. A very positive story from the Prince Albert Regional 4-H Regional Show and Sale last week. Every year, the participating clubs rotate, raising a steer for charity. This year, it was the Wild Rose 4-H Beef Club's turn. Their steer ended up raising $150,000 to purchase new equipment at the Saskatoon Cancer Centre. Olivia Wojtyuk from Shell Lake is president of the Wild Rose 4-H Beef Club. The Wild Rose 4-H Beef Club has been going since 1940 so there's lots of history behind our club and our club is made up of seven different families from the wild rose area shelbrook parkside spruce home shell lake and spirit areas every year the charity steer rotates among the 4-h clubs a charity steer is a butcher animal so like a market steer that is fed to a butcher and then you have to pick a charity and then the charity has to be approved this year, we decided to do a Dutch auction again instead of just, like, auctioning off the animal. So it's, like, raffling tickets. Like, one ticket is $20 instead of, like, you buy the steer for, like, five grand and, like, donate it back. So we usually get the steer around, like, November. This year, JGL Livestock donated the steer, and Provita donated the feed for it. And then the Terry, Shelley, and Allison Aleskin cared and fed the animal and they are members of our 4-H club. The animal's name was Charity. It was a quiet all-white steer. The club raised close to $50,000. Then there were other matching supports bringing the total to $150,000. The money goes to the Saskatoon Cancer Center. Yes, it is going directly towards a 4-DCT simulator for the Saskatoon Cancer Center. So the money raised is staying local. She explains further. So about 5,600 people in Saskatchewan are diagnosed with cancer each year and over half need radiation. And this equipment provides you with the best medical images to determine the exact point of radiation. So it doesn't actually give you radiation. It just determines like the exact point where you need it. So instead of like zapping like the whole left side of your chest, they would pinpoint the area. 
The project has some personal connections with the 4-H club, including two parents, including her father, who was diagnosed with cancer. She says he's cancer-free now. The pandemic has created some challenges. Yes, for sure. Like, at the beginning of the year, we didn't even know if we could have a show again because, like, last year, obviously, it was cancelled for good reasons and everything. But this year, we really wanted to have a show. Like, we really think we could make it work. And everyone just, like, pulled together and pulled this off. And with the charities here, like, every every single family helped. Olivia Wojciech is the president of the Wild Rose 4-H Beef Club. The club's charity steer ended up raising $150,000 for a 4-D CT simulator at the Saskatoon Cancer Centre. The animal was sold at the PA Regional 4-H show and sale last week. 50000 came from the Dutch auction, 50000 from Malcolm Jenkins, the owner of the Canadian Tire in Prince Albert, and 50000 from JGL Livestock. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more. Visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell a dollar seventy at six hundred sixty-four dollars eighty-seven cents. Number one red spring wheat gained two dollars twenty-one cents at three twenty-two forty-eight. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $317.83 per metric ton. Feed barley, $254.65. Flax, $677.94. Lentils, $737.50. Oats, $206.53. Yellow peas, $328.57. And feed wheat, $238.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, Spring wheat rose seven and a half cents at seven seventy a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn eight four two forty five seventy four. And now the latest quotes. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Tony Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards on a very active week last week with the Tuesday regular sale. 680 head of cattle in the run. The cow market was rocking. They averaged a dollar 160, and all the cows we sold. Some of the great big 15, 1600 pound hard, hard, high yielding cows as high as a buck 16 and a quarter. The bull trade tops at 128.50. They averaged a dollar 11 and a change. The bulk of the cattle trading from 105 to 115. Into the hefferette trade, the two-year-olds trading from 137 to 145, three-year-old young feeding cows at a dollar five to a dollar twenty-seven. On the Thursday bread cattle pair sale, we had an excellent set of 90 black cows, um, predominantly of the younger kind, coming from Rhinus at Prince Albert. A very solid sale. They averaged twenty-four hundred and seventy dollars. Traded as high as 27. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland Swift Curran. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 4,700 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 253 to 266 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,400 head, selling in a range of 254 to 267 per CKG. 
100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, June 19th are Oli West 2020 contract, 264.10. Oli West 2021 contract, 271.50. Maple Leaf Sig 4, 253.87. Hams Cash, 251.87. Thunder Creek Brickle, 244.41. High Life Cash, 268.73. And High Life Contract, $268.73 per CKG. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and four contract prices open lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is down 51 basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.2419. The Canadian dollar is currently trading 80.76 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed to start the first trading day of the summer. Uncommitted hogs in the western Corn Belt region continue to push higher and are up $2.68 U.S. 100 weight relative to the previous day. National base formula readings are lower, with the traditional and cutout adjusted variance down 70 cents and 78 cents, respectively. While competition for hogs not on a formula continues to be robust, formula prices are appearing to react to the ongoing softness in the value of the pork cutout. The weekly average cutout price for weekend of June 18th came in $10.69 a hundredweight lower than the previous reporting period, and at approximately 8% lower, was the largest one-week drop going back to November 2020. The value of the cutout will be closely watched for ongoing softness, and if it remains biasing lower, regional base pricing will likely price in ideas of softening demand and reveal a near-term top. Lean hog futures are starting off the week sharply lower, and if the levels hold until the close, it will be the fourth consecutive session of pressure. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg. The Saskatchewan Water Security Agency is encouraging rural municipalities and conservation and development areas to take advantage of the largest channel clearing grant ever offered. The province is offering up to $1.5 million in 2021-22, part of the province's two-year $2 million funding announcement in March. The Water Security Agency says the program has been streamlined this year and removed barriers to simplify the application process. Minister responsible Fred Bradshaw says the province is recognizing the impact from a blocked water course. The Channel Clearing Program assists RMs, Conservation and Development and Watershed Associations to remove debris, silt and beaver dams from natural water courses to lessen the possibility of blockages that can flood roadways and farmland. SARM President Ray Orb says keeping natural waterways clear helps farmers and protects rural infrastructure. He welcomes the expanded funding this year. Construction works for drainage or moving water are not eligible for the rebate. The deadline to apply is January 31st, 2022. On the markets, the TSX is up 212 points at 20,211. The Dow has risen 513 points at 33,803. Oil is up $1.71 at $73 a barrel. The Canadian dollar has gained 69 one-hundredths of a cent at 80.87 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. 
You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, now starting after the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide.